to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And... We have someone else with us, right? We do. I am so excited to announce that we have our very first live child star check-in. <laughs> he is here with us today. He plays Fu Yen in this movie. Uh, Sam Lee, actor and stuntman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here, Sam. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we're, we're keeping that guest train rolling here yeah, on Sequel right. Rights. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Sam, you were the actor in, uh, the movie we're talking about this week, Tremors 4, The Legend Begins. I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the process of you getting involved with the project and, uh, kind of what was going on with your life at the time before, before hopping aboard? Um, well, I guess we can start with the history about, uh, how I got into the business. Yeah. Um, I actually, as a kid, I, um didn't start with acting. I started with martial arts. And um, at that time, my coach was a stunt woman um, for Chuck Norris and Charlie's Angels. And so for a bunch of shows. Uh, during that time, a bunch of people came in and trained and trained with us. And one of the Power Rangers um, at the time, Mike Chat, um, he uh, saw me and was, you know, uh, liked my look, liked my skill and asked me if I wanted to do commercials. <laughs> of course, I said yes. Yes, you know, absolutely. I asked my mom, and then you know it was pretty pretty quick from there. I didn't really know what I was getting into at first, um, and you know it was pretty quick. Take some headshots, get some representation, and you know start going out for things. Um, I did, think I did it for a couple of years. Got some commercials and some national spots, um, and Tremors just was a random call. I went in. I didn't think I got it. Got a call back, didn't, they th didn't think I did well on that either. And then, you know, got a third and a fourth call. So I guess they were really calling for me. <laughs> That's right. It was meant to be. Wait, you had a fourth call back for Tremors? I, I believe there was wow. uh, a, a final call. And it was just like, a, I think it was just a meeting and, a, you know, a confirmation that, you know, they were going to stick with me. Yeah. Um, That's fantastic. Well, you're a huge part of the movie, so they probably really wanted yeah. to make yeah. sure they got a kid that knew what was up. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was such an awesome experience. It really, really was. Um, yeah. I was really new at acting in, you know, in the whole business in the first place um, at the time. So I, you know, to be honest, I didn't really know what I was doing, but it was really <laughs> fun and I did learn a lot. Um, you know, I basically learned on the spot and that's the best practice you can get. Right? So how, how old were you when you were filming this? Oh, geez. It was 2004. Was I 14, 15? Nice. That's awesome. How old Actually, were you we, playing? We, we filmed in 2003, I okay. believe. So maybe <laughs> even earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe I was playing like eight or nine years. Yeah. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> Movie magic. Yeah. yeah. You know, even now I haven't grown that much. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm in the stunt world, you know, more so than acting now. Mm -hmm. But you know, all the all the stunts I do, you know, a lot of a lot of it is doubling kids. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Any so before we go further into the movie, should we watch the trailer? I think we probably should. Let's do it. On January second, unexplained noises, unusual disturbances, and unnatural sounds will finally surface. They're coming! 
Now, to battle the worst of the worst. Are they following us? This small town will recruit the best. You're going to hire a gunfight. Who might you be, sir? Black hand, Kelly? Tremors 4, The Legend Begins, the exciting feature-length prequel to the smash hit Tremors, starring original cast member Michael Gross. We stand our ground and fight to the death. Whoa, we've gone back in time. <laughs> back to the Wild West. Just watching that trailer, I feel like I'm there. <laughs> Where did all this technology come from? Yeah. <laughs> 1899 Nevada. 1889 Nevada. 1889 Nevada. I mean, 1899 Nevada is way different. Trust me, totally, I know. Totally different. <laughs> I've been there. It's way different. Nevada could have had a flag by then. Yeah, yes. And we will true. get to that later because okay. I have state pride, guys. All right. So, so we're back in the Wild West, but uh, the town looks like the town we know and love, except it's called Rejection, Nevada. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is an amazing name. Like, I don't, I don't know why you would name your town that. But. You know, it like works a lot for the film. A lot of people, just uh, prospectors and such, back in the day, had a lot of spite. That's true. <laughs> uh, so wait, does, the movie doesn't actually start right away in rejection, right? It starts in the mine. In the mine, which is yes. outside of rejection. Right, right. Um, I love this opening mine scene. Like yeah. we talk, we talk. I feel like every movie we bring up parts where. Like the Tremors film dips further into horror. Yes. And this was one of them. And there's like these great things where, like, you know, one of the miners is talking to his friend who's around the corner and he just stops talking all of a sudden, goes around and he's gone. Disappeared. <laughs> yeah, just like that. We're yeah. like, Tyler, where'd you go? Tyler? Uh, yeah, I also thought this was like the most horrific that this series has gone so mm-hmm. far because you're in a dark mine, you've got a lot of sound going on. I liked it when. Uh, I think Hefe was getting pulled up, and then he pulls his body down, and there's no head. Yeah, that, that was great. That was, like, one of my favorite parts, too. Yeah. yeah. So funny. So we get this kind of, like, horror reintroduction to yes. the Tremors and what's going on. And the townspeople there, of course, are like, I don't know what ha- is happening. The mine is closed now, and that's why everyone's leaving. 17 people die. Yeah. It's, yes. it's a lot. Yeah. Off screen. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's more than the entire population of perfection in Tremors 3. That's yeah, sweet. that's true. That is. Um, so once uh, everyone starts leaving town, when the mine closes down, and we start to meet, you know, the people that are left in the town, uh, I think you had a really good line, Sam, where uh, you're kind of the voice of reason. You're like, I, why did we name this town Rejection? Like, right. you know, like maybe we need <laughs> maybe, a better name. Maybe it wasn't the best name. <laughs> yeah, uh, I started listening to uh, some of the commentary on the Blu-ray, and uh, S.S. Wilson, the um, director, he talks about how you like totally climbed up to the top of that water tower like without any fear and even he couldn't like get up there for too long but you were just going up and down without any wires or anything (laughs) that's so funny it was um that water tower was like my playground at the time (laughs) um for safety reasons i couldn't go up there alone you know there was always a stunt coordinator when we were shooting i was uh you know safetyed by uh a wire had a line attached um but at the time, you know, the director, everyone knew that I was a martial artist. And, you know, I got in to film to, to show some of my martial arts. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the second they gave me a chance to do something that, you know, wasn't standing and delivering lines, I was all about it. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that was, you know, that's where good memories were. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's definitely a very iconic shot of you sitting up on the water tower with right. like Rejection Nevada up yeah, there. Right. Like I think that it's it's like it could be a poster frame for the movie. It's yeah. it's awesome. Totally. 
And like, and also a good like parallel and and constant between you know the perfection water tower and it's right outside Chang's market and it's something that's there in almost all the movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we meet you know Fu Yan, who's you, Sam, uh, right. and then we meet the parents that are both running the market. Right. Um, and we've got Juan, who was the guy that was immediately, or sorry, initially in the mine, and. Uh, Christine, who runs the hotel and mm-hmm. has red hair and has musical talent and might be remind one of Reba McIntyre. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This whole movie, I was like, wait, there's a hotel in uh, Perfection, Nevada? Uh-huh. What happened mm-hmm. to the hotel? Well, S.S. Wilson goes into that in that FAQ of Stampede Entertainment. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, what does he say? Uh, it got run down after a while and they tore sure. it down. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Chang's market survived. So, yeah. uh-huh. or at least they the, said, the yeah, on the commentary, he talks about how um, it's sitting in the same place where Nancy's house is now in the yeah. present day. Got it. And uh, he was like, maybe we, on the commentary, he was like, maybe we'll tell that story someday. But they never told, you know, they never got to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, you know, they, they're trying to figure out what to do, how to keep the town going. And uh, they get a telegram from... The owner of the mine. A rich white man is yes. going to come and solve all their problems. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Someone from Philadelphia is going to come and problem solve everything. <laughs> like they always do. Like they always do. So, like, I think right away in the telegram, uh, we see that his name is Hiram Gummer. They keep uh-huh. saying Goomer. Uh, but uh, that's you know, immediately signals to us that this is a relative of Bert uh, right. Gummer, who's been in all the other movies. And by us, we mean Tremor's super fans. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> um, but when he shows up, he's not really what you'd expect of Bert's relatives. He's like, the man doesn't like guns. He's like straight out of Mary Poppins or something. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not Philadelphia. He's like the dad from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Uh, He speaks very uh, prim and proper, and he's all dressed up, and he's got, like, 85 suitcases. And And uh, a bike. Yeah, and a bike. A bicycle, and he he has the air of a man who pays everybody to do everything for Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Pocket watch, cufflinks. He sucks. (laughs) So he goes to the hotel to stay, and then uh, happens one of my favorite sequences of the film and a big one for you sam is this cake incident uh (laughs) in the hotel um so christine's trying to explain like look we got no food because no one's coming here anymore without the mine closed so all i can make you is like beans and and he's like you will make me a gingerbread cake and she's like but she makes it for him and he eats all of it but and like poor uh fu yen is like serving him and like picking up his dishes and i don't know do you want to talk about it? That was a pretty fun scene to, sh- to shoot. You know, um, we shot that one first and then you know, later on I have, a, you know, a little get back at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, you know, I I remember I was really excited to be sad on set that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I came in, I was, you know, in, in front of the mirror. I was just, how do I look sad? You know, should yeah, I look yeah. more angry or should I look more pouty? I, you know, I didn't know which direction to go, but at the end, uh, you know, just going back and forth with um, Michael Gross, who's a great actor, he just led me all the way. You know, it was a great experience. That was all, you know, 
It's just natural two-way talk. That's so crazy that, like, just you is, like, you're becoming a, a – like, learning your acting chops and on the set with that and just right. showing up. Like, you know, I know how to do these stunts. I can, you know, I can hit a mark. I can mm. do all the physicality. But for that scene, there's none of it. And that's the right. first thing you have to do and just say, well, I'm disappointed. Exactly. And have <laughs> someone like Michael Gross who, who, is, who is fantastic and we love him in these movies but not known for, for maybe being the best actor in the world. But, like – it comes off so well, yeah. and I, I think it makes a lot of sense of just him being like, I don't know, like I like, like just react off me, like I'm gonna play right. this as heightened and crazy as as I need to, so that you just be you and and do what you have to do in the scene. It works so exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. We've never seen Bert do anything this mean. I know this isn't mm-hmm. Bert, but this immediately like tells you that because Bert has never been that mean, especially to like yeah, this yeah. tiny kid sure. that's serving him cake, and then he's like, <laughs> "Screw you," you know. Like he has like, some line about like, uh, "If you can take advantage of someone, then do it." Or yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that wrong, but there's something interesting about him playing it as like he's not. It's. And it's something that Michael Gross is able to do of where he's not evil, he's ignorant. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying it's something that he believes, but he's saying it with this air of false certainty that the audience can kind of see through. And the way that you play the scene, it makes it work in a way that makes him feel hollow, like the way that it's played off. And I, I think that it's it's just the setup of it. It's fascinating to me that you're like looking in the mirror being like, how do I look sad? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because the scene plays exactly what it's supposed to do. It's great. And we see Hiram be a jerk in, you know, Mm -hmm. three or four different ways. And I think every time he um, starts to see the error of his ways, it's through an interaction with you specifically, Fu Mm -hmm. Yen. Like, other people kind of, but all the big hits of where he's like, oh, man, I'm a jerk. You know, like, it's when you basically (laughs) either kill him with kindness or sass him back or whatever it is. Yeah, right. Uh, so he that's gets totally owned by an eight-year-old. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. I mean, it's definitely the biggest role that any of the kid actors have had in the Trump yeah, film so sure. far. Like yeah. the the other ones were kind of just like you yeah. know collateral. They were there, but I mean, I'm an you... annoying teenager. Yeah. I'm annoying. No, I was, and uh, now I'm a real estate mogul. Right. I was really lucky to have scored this. You know, I really you know it wasn't something I was expecting, but going along for that ride, it was you know an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, even till today, you know. Yeah, and what? So, what was it like being like, you know, that scene with Michael Gross? But like, you're in with all these, you know, adult actors like throughout the entire movie. It's not like, like Ela said, you're a major part of the film. It's not like you're only in the beginning and then you disappear. You're in all these major scenes. You're in this huge action set piece at the end. Like, what was it like uh, being right in the middle with all those other actors? Um. <clears throat> It was definitely a, a big, you know, it was, there was a big learning curve, but, you know, being there on set with, with the professionals, you know, especially all of them older than me, you know, mm-hmm. every single person gave me advice. Every single person helped me out. You know, I didn't feel, you know, at any time where I was lost or, you know, where I didn't know what to do. Um, so, you know, I think Steve, took care of me you know as far as direction you know anything uh he wanted to see he would personally come up to me you know coach me through it so you know i just hope i make them proud <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in preparation for it did you watch any of the tremors films or um did I, he, what did what did steve say like hey like here's what you should do before you show up on set um, no, actually I wasn't given any instruction to watch the previous ones. I was, I was told that this was, uh, Tremors 4. I thought it was going to be a sequel. Uh-huh, um, and right. then it ended up, you know, as, as we went along, I started learning more 
and finding out that it was an actual prequel, a Western. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did, you know, at the time I had already watched as a child the first um, mm-hmm. Tremors, and I didn't know the second or third Tremors right. at all, you know. <laughs> and so when I saw, you know, I was like, there was a fourth one. <laughs> um but when when I got the script and everything, you know, I was able to read through it and uh, prepare myself through, you know, the practice and the time that I had with the other actors, with myself, with my acting coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it all came together pretty smoothly, and yeah, again, it was a great experience. Yeah, really. you mentioned uh, working with Michael Gross and that everyone gave you advice. Was there any like? One piece of advice or one person that you had a particularly close relationship with or anything you particularly remember? Um, I still talk to my mother, um, <laughs> Lydia. She actually today uh, is uh, – still today is um, is really close to me, uh, close to my heart. She's helped me a lot in terms of navigating the Hollywood life and, you <laughs> know, the how how to survive. Um, you know, she started out as a writer, but she's also you know, a wonderful, wonderful actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she works a ton. She's, oh in, yeah. She, if you, she if you is, have a favorite show, yeah. chances are she's been on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's got a, a little bit, a little piece everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, her and her husband, her husband's actually a stunt man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and till this day, he's, you know, basically my godfather and, you know, in the wow. business, he helped, uh, you know, mentor me a lot. <laughs> That's so awesome. That is so cool. That's, That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's one like, thing oh, led to another. And, heartwarming you know. story there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So I, I don't know where to like go on with this movie. Oh, we, okay. So we've got they, – they're going to go back to the mine. Yeah. And investigate. They're going to take Hiram, Juan Padilla, and uh, like a posse of random dudes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> whose names are Soggy Brick – Stony, big and, horse, uh, big yeah, horse, yeah. sneezy, uh, dopey. <laughs> I love the names; they're so funny. I was like, "Soggy, okay, whatever." Like, what? Soggy has an accordion. <laughs> oh, right, that makes sense. You know, I thought he would, and he did. <laughs> Uh, so they don't find anything at the mine, which is frustrating to everyone. So they decide to camp out for the night, and uh, the accordion uh, eventually ends up. Uh, you know, attracting graboids. But one kind of visual gag that I really liked was that Hiram set up his teapot like before any of this starts happening and he puts uh-huh. it on the fire. But then the graboids come and everyone's running around crazy and they're all, and they start figuring out and they're being all quiet and then the teapot starts going <laughs> yeah. off and I'm just like, oh, that's so good because, you know, you like a set it and forget it situation. You right. Know? <laughs> that's right. And this is where we get introduced to a new, uh, like, Part of the life cycle of the graboid, right? Yes. Baby graboids. Babies. Baby graboids yeah. that like come launching out of the out of the ground, Baby which is awesome. Baby graboids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because they're smaller and because they have the little uh just like, like that. crawlers, they yeah. can jump really they're high. They're just like Muppet babies. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> But they come shooting out of the, like, fire pit, and there's this amazing scene where one of the guys is, like, running away from the fire. Oh, yeah. And, like, two of them come from either side and hit him, like, in the head and on the side, and he, like, falls over. I don't know how that's they shot Big that. That's Big Horse Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's actually – John Dixon is uh, the stuntman that was playing Big Horse Johnson, and I actually reconnected with him oh, later nice. on after after maybe 10 years uh, when I was finished with uh, college and wanted to get into stunts. I hit him up, and um, you know he runs a, a stunt service, and so I called him, and we chatted, and you know 
I got my start and you know stunts from you know connecting connecting with him. Oh man, that's, that's awesome! That's so yeah. Cool. Awesome. yeah, that was another one of the the, the shots that like. You know, in all the behind-the-scenes footage, they show over and over again because I think it's like one of the iconic shots of the movie. Yeah, it absolutely. Is. Just like these <laughs> the two dirt dragons right. coming at him. Like. And it's so funny too because when we interviewed um, Steve S. S. Wilson last week, he specifically mentioned like the part where they're like, "Oh no, all the horses are running loose," as like a time where the horses were actually You're running, running loose, yeah. <laughs> planned, and they were like, "Ah, oh, well, all right, let's make that part of the movie." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> Um, so no one survives except for Juan and Hiram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have to walk on rocks all the way back to town, as we've seen <laughs> yeah. other people do many and, times before. And, and again, getting back to how Tremors is very good as a series of being inclusive of like, you don't think that Juan, when you see him at the beginning of the movie, that he's going to be like the main heroic mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's kind of like, I kind of, he's the one who's figuring out things that happened and Hiram is useless. Is, is useless and, <laughs> yeah. and and bumbling, which is so great. And is 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 basically. I wish that we saw more sequels where we saw the characters that we love playing against type. And again, like it, it is kind of a gimmick of go back to the <laughs> yeah. old west and have it be a, be a thing. But it knows exactly what the fan base wants, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a. It's something that that Steve said in an interview with us. He's like. Well, I'm a nerd, and like, what, like, what do I want to see as a nerd? And yeah. that's exactly how it's, Michael Gross plays this role, and it's super fun. Yeah, it's like you know, the movie's called uh, Tremors for the Legend Begins, and like, not, not only is it like the first time they're interacting with graboids, but it's also like you you start to see how Bert the, or the ancestors, legend. ancestors of Bert, yeah, yeah, became like what they are because it's just great to see him play. Yeah, like you said, playing his type the whole movie. He's like. Can't handle a gun. He's like scared of he's stuff. Like, oh, I, he, I, I don't own a firearm. I'm, yeah, he, I, I, I'm against. Them. He's not like cool man in charge. No, ever. knows everything about weapons guy yet. And it's not just Bert too. Um, obviously the Changs, mm-hmm. Walter later uh, yeah. comes from them, and then, um, uh, Juan. Uh, they don't like specifically say in the movie, but he keeps talking about his ranch and how it's his family's dream to right. have this mm-hmm. ranch. He's saving his money, and um, S.S. Wilson did later confirm that um. Miguel is descended from uh-huh. Juan uh, distantly. <laughs> so awesome. it's just kind of nice because like we were really sad when he died in that last movie. And so it's nice to kind of see like this cool story of where yep. his family came from. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they head back to town and they decide that they need to hire someone to help them because like we said, Hiram doesn't know anything about guns. He's too visceral. Hiram hires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he spares no expense. expense. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, we need, like, uh, we need to sh- kill these things. What do we need? Some sort of gun? I can't fire a gun. We, we need, need some sort gun. of gun Against fighter. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they have to use the telegraph to get someone. Yeah. <laughs> and who here knows how to use a telegraph? <laughs> I did. Sam? <laughs> Um, they put a piece of green tape on, on that metal clicking part, uh-huh. you know? And so I would just click and that thing would just, uh, stay still. And they had it, uh, green screened in af- <laughs> after. So <laughs> I'm not sure if there's actually a message in that Morse code. I still, That's you know, funny. <laughs> but we it wasn't were... what I was clicking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were wondering if you really learned Morse code. Yeah, for your if role. they like taught you how to do it or <laughs> something. Super yeah. That's actually like a super subtle, amazing VFX shot. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm actually impressed. I did not even notice. Good yeah. job, SS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and 
around this time too, I think we get the bike situation. Oh yeah. Uh, where Hiram, oh, cause when they first went, Hiram tried to ride his bike, which of course <laughs> broke within two seconds. Right. And yeah. while he's gone and you know, later on, uh, um, Fu Yen ends up fixing the bike for him. And, uh, he's like, Oh great. Thanks. But then he's like, all right, well, where's my five bucks for fixing this? And they kind <laughs> of, uh, I don't know. That's, that that's kind of like your second big interaction with him. Right. Um, I think I think that's the the start of um, the the part of the film where we see his redeeming qualities. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I'm trying to to use the lesson that he taught me, you know, and it gets him. <laughs> yep. And there's a big pause, and you know, he's all right. You got me. <laughs> after that pause, you know, then you kind of see the start of his. You know, you know what. Yeah, and they're like friendship. Kind right. Of. Mm -hmm. There was a scene too when they first leave, and it's this big joke that Hiram doesn't have a gun. Um, that you give him your slingshot. My slingshot. Yeah, right, which right. is like really nice considering <laughs> he screwed you yeah. over with that cake. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just a good kid. Yeah. That's right. Do you know how to use a slingshot? Uh, they actually let me play around with the slingshot, but it was nothing serious. No formal training. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bring Hollywood's foremost you slingshot You will wake up at 6 a.m. for slingshot training 101. <laughs> Then go to two hours of school and then we'll, yeah, start, yeah. Shoot, I, then we'll I, start shooting. You didn't train with the FBI's at uh, FBI Quantico to uh, do slingshot target practice. <laughs> Sniper slingshot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's all they had in the back in the day, you know, so back in the Wild West. Yeah. All right, so after we send out the telegram, who do we get? <laughs> we get Black Hand Kelly. Black Hand. Played Kelly. by Billy Drago. And Drago? Billy Drago is the type of actor that you feel like that you recognize from everything. Yeah. And, like, he's kind of this everyman embodiment of evil. Yeah. In a way that's fantastic. I do. I love his introduction where I think, I think, I think it's Sam's character who, who's where like. I see him in the yeah, shadow. Yeah, you see him yeah. in the shadow behind right. him and you're like, what? Because <laughs> it's like a thunderstorm and he just appears out of nowhere. So yeah. fun. So fun. Because, yeah, they, sent, they basically send a cable out that says, like, gunfighter needed. Price negotiable. Price negotiable. <laughs> yeah. And so this guy just shows up. Yeah. And that's like another thing too about Fu Yen, Sam's character, is that he never like screams like a little kid or gets scared. He's always like, you know, he he's startled, but it's very like he got his wits about him. Like, my God, there's a badass outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't cry, you don't Who's scream, that? and or you know, like cower in fear or anything like that. Which right. Is cool. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think I wanted to go with. Um, the direction where, you know, I was excited. I wanted to fight as well, but yeah. I was too young. At least I think that, you know, if I, if I didn't think that, then Steve put that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is like a testament to, I, I think, why there's Tremors 4 and then 5 and 6 is the, the kind of the love and craft of, of that Steve and, and everyone else at Stampede kind of put into these movies. And they always treat everybody, even if they're the lowliest person that you wouldn't think maybe needs respect they're always treated with respect and they always have agency mm -hmm. and i think it's really interesting of you know we were talking about in the interview of of how some of the stuff you didn't even think about of of we talked about like well these movies are really inclusive and mm -hmm. they have strong female characters and he's like well we were just trying to play against stereotypes from the movies we were kind of playing off from the 50s uh i didn't really think about it but there is a lot of of respect uh for just human beings and and children and and just the way the characters are written 
everyone has agency nobody is is superfluous or silly unless they're that shitty teenager who becomes a real estate <laughs> yeah they really hate him. everyone <laughs> knows teenagers suck everyone I mean, knows yeah. no matter <laughs> yeah that kind of um you touched on something that reminded me of our interview again with us wilson he talked about kind of the history of chang's market and how the actor who played walter chang in the first movie uh, was Chinese, and even though the market was supposed to be a Vietnamese market, and he was like, "Hey guys, I'm actually Chinese," and they were like, "Oh, cool, let's change it and make yeah. it a Chinese market." Like, I don't know, Sam, if you have like what you think about kind of the Asian representation in this movie and the other Tremors films. Um, no, I was I, I did not know that it was originally a Vietnamese uh, character yeah. turned into Chinese. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, my family background is uh, Chinese Vietnamese. My okay. my mm. grandparents are both Chinese, but um, they moved over to Vietnam to do business. Wow! So my parents were born there, and then during um, during the war, they came over, went to refugee camps, mm-hmm. and then made their way over to oh, America. Wow. Um, as far as representation, I mean, we were the only Asians in, in the town, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had jokes, you know, inside jokes on set about it, but no, it was fun. I, you know, it was great to, to have that dynamic in the movie. And, you know, uh, now how many years later is, is when I can actually appreciate it. I don't think I knew as, you know, I was as aware back mm-hmm. then, right? you know? Yeah. And I mean, they're a major part of the town and, you know, there's a few kind of jokes about let's go, you know, let's go back to China or right, she's got her I Ching right. sticks or whatever. But it's never like over the top. I don't think there's anything that's like super offensive or super racist. Right. Uh, they're no. shown to be all very smart characters, and yep. especially towards the end in the big climactic scene where the mom is actually the one that's really protecting mm-hmm. you in that wagon, even mm-hmm. more than the dad who's kind of off to the side. And yeah. I thought that was a great scene for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, and it's, it's an interesting thing with Hiram, too, where he, you know, spoiler alert he leaves and then comes back and yeah. you know what the thing that he does as as a rich guy who is not capable of really defending anything um is empowering everybody in this town to to defend themselves and defend mm-hmm. the things that they want and it's not like you know oh you don't get a gun you don't get it's, it's everyone in the town is equal and valid and and better than him because they're willing to fight for something that he didn't realize that he was willing to fight for yeah yeah. Uh, well, let's go on to the next uh, interaction with the Graboids. That's right. So we got Black Hand Kelly there to help. Yes. They end up hearing... Black someone... Hand Kelly has his doubts. Yes. But, so they end up going back out because someone else from the town had gone, like, to... They're just going out to look, and then they happen to see old Fred's wagon in right. the field. That's right. Yeah, and Juan's like, "Oh no!" And so they go check it out. Juan's like, "We called him Old Fred because he was old." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, well, the, yeah. So then they end up getting trapped in like this barn, right? Yeah. Yep. With like the graboid, it's the muling station they yes. keep calling it. Yep. And the whole point, the reason they went there is because there's large wooden beams on the ground that they uh, the graboids can't get right because they're they're loading they're loading wagons at one right. point. Hiram wants to go back to town, and and Black Hand's like, "Fuck that! Like we're already <laughs> out here. It's two days ride." And they're like, "We go to the, we could go further out," and and they're like, "Well, that should make sense. There's no way they could break through the yeah right the <laughs> ground the- of this muling station." No and way. everyone who's watching the movie is like, "They can break through fucking anything." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we you, know you dumb dumbs. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, and we so we get this. So the graboids are attacking, and they got the you know they still have those like snake tentacles that yeah, come out of the Yeah, through this, they kind of figure out the situation. Like, oh, those aren't snakes; those are tongues. Right. And, uh, Kelly is slow to learn. He <laughs> he unloads most of his bullets <laughs> shooting the tongues. He's the slowest to learn. Yes. Uh, we also uh, he's really he, proud of it. Yeah, he yeah. was really really <laughs> he proud was of very it. Proud. Yeah, he may never fully learn. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm going to go out and say that he doesn't. <laughs> um, also, before this, uh, they do come across the eggs. So they do know there's three yes. left. One's been killed by Juan already, and there's three left. One interesting lore thing that they bring up is that a hot spring was burst, yeah. basically, when they were uh, a la journey to the center of the earth of when they were digging through the mine. And they think that maybe the heat of the hot spring is the thing that made the eggs hatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is good for Tremor's lore. Who knows if it'll come up later on if heat is the thing that activates them. I'm going to say no. We'll find, <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. You know, when uh, when Black Hand Kelly finds those eggs and makes that line about if the, you know if these are their eggs, this must have come from one big, big chicken. chicken. <laughs> I think, uh, that's probably my favorite line from the movie. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Uh, so eventually, of course, the graboids and their tongues figure out that they can pull the floor beams out one by sure. one, which is a, kind of a cool, you know, it device. looks really cool. It looks great. Every yeah. movie, these graboids figure out new ways to thwart the best mm-hmm. laid plans of our heroes. Yeah. And this was just yet another kind of cool, inventive way to show. I them. love like, like just like just out of everything. I love the fact that the core creative team of Tremor so far have made it like we cannot kill a graboid the same way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we can't kill something the same way ever. Yeah. And so every time it's like, okay, well, what will we do next? Like there's nothing that's repeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a great like <clears throat> set piece where it's kind of like you're in the trash compactor where the walls are closing yeah. in or something, except the floor is slowly getting taken uh-huh. away. Yeah, you have less, it's like less a timer for them. They're like, what are we going to do? We got to get out of here. Uh, I just really like that. And, they, and just the, the visuals of the snakes, like grabbing the, this, like what looks like a really heavy beam. And pulling it out mm-hmm. is really cool. And the the weight that they were able to achieve with it, like it feels like it's heavy. It feels yeah. like the miniatures and the effects shots that they were able to get feel tactile. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, at some point, they realize they got to call back to the town for help. So Juan starts basically telegraphing gibberish uh, <laughs> back to Chang's Market and... Uh, Fu Yen kind of is able to figure out, like, oh, hey, it's coming from the Muling Station. Right. And there couldn't possibly be anyone else there. I have a thing that I'm confused about with this. Okay. And it's not, and it's not rational, and we don't have to <laughs> spend too much time on it. Go on. But they're like, oh, well, it's from Carson City. And it's like, Carson City is so far north. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculously far north. <laughs> it's like a six-hour drive north. Yeah. But at that time, would that have been the only, like... Yes. Okay. But where perfection is in the first movie, it is much more southern, like, Arizona border okay. type. Uh, so it's like, oh, well, it's, it must be coming from Carson City. Just as uh, I grew up in Nevada, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, huh. <laughs> where... Is perfection. Yeah. And that's I would what I have, have never even thought about that. Yes. Nevada, uh, Carson City is basically Reno, uh, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a couple hours east of Sacramento if you're driving, um, which is 
far. Pretty far. Pretty far. Going to go on a horse? From, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Hiram makes it there in a day, so he must he true, must be true, pretty good true. on a horse. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um <laughs> this so, doesn't the, the tel- Okay, so Christine comes to to bail them out of the uh muling station. Is this where we get a scene where someone rides a graboid for like two seconds? Yes. Ooh, oh, we yeah. did predict one. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One gets right. We it. finally get the right. Which into I thought was happening in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, I was excited for a whole graboid rodeo <laughs> subplot. <Yeah. laughs> this scene was great. Like, so you know, in the first movie, they have a scene where the graboid bursts through the the. Um, the ground of the market through the boards there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I feel like they made this one look even more, like, fantastical. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, it just looks like a bigger explosion as it comes up. Um, and I just love that in this this movie, I feel like um, more than Tremors 3, like, put even more focus on, like, miniatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And uh, actual puppets and stuff mm-hmm. instead of having more of a reliance on CG, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that was great. He The, the Graboid jumps up comes up underneath Juan and he's like on the back of it like oh god it's awesome it's so good (laughs) so so cool looking and uh Black Hand Kelly gets to ride uh inside it yeah (laughs) (laughs) he gets his own Jurassic Park moment that's right (laughs) no being on it is not good enough that's right (laughs) he goes out shooting though as he would have wanted and and before he goes he imparts some firearm knowledge to Mm. uh to Mr. Gummer, and it seems that Mr. Gummer passes that down through the generations. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he becomes kind of a gun nut. It's his first like <laughs> inkling of being yeah. excited. And then you've got to have the right gun for the right job, right? You've got to mm-hmm. know your enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, as I said, Christine does come on the wagon to save them uh, because. For some reason, the other guys left town for convenience so that she could be the one to come <laughs> sure. save them. Yeah. Uh, so Juan and Hiram jump into the wagon and they speed back to town and we get one of the coolest shots that we've ever had. Uh, Justin, do you want to? Yeah. So it? they're on this. They're on this uh, you stagecoach. Know, stagecoach riding back, and and Hiram's like, "Is he following us?" And Juan's like, "I think so." And they look back, and it and cuts, they cross a bridge. Yeah, they're they're about to cross a bridge, and it cuts to this kind of like wide shot of the the stagecoach crossing the bridge, and um, you see the graboid underneath the bridge go from one side to the other, and it like hits the bridge as it goes through, and it's like the first time that we've really seen. We've kind of seen in the other movies like. Some images of what it looks like when the graboid's moving, but we never right. really get to see it. You move. get like a full side view in silhouette of it yeah. tunneling through, Which like never of, of how much ease it has going through this. Which sand. is like this imp- extremely impressive miniature thing that they made. I mean, not even miniature, like. I don't know if it's like quarter scale or something. It's not. It, oh, it's. I mean, it's a miniature in like in practice, but like it right. looks well, fantastic. Yeah, and the special features. It's like it's still pretty big. It's not like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's not like mm-hmm. a tiny thing. They've yeah, built. yeah. We, so when we say miniature, it's not like it's like it's not like using a toy. tweezers. Yeah, or. exactly. <laughs> it's like a quarter scale thing or something, but it just looks so uh, great, and it's just a uh, an image of the graboid that we have never seen before, and I just I loved. Like I think I said this in the interview with Steve as well that I just love that. Even in movie number four, they're still finding ways to like surprise us, show, yeah. new, show new things. Yep, absolutely. And we did get um, at this point, and then one other time in the movie, we get a like 
first person graboid perspective shot which uh-huh. i think at one point i was joking around that the next sequel should be all from the graboid perspective a <laughs> <Yeah>. la <laughs> benji yes. yeah but uh we do get a couple shots like where the graboid basically gets tired out because they're on horses at this point he's yeah. like all right fine let him go yeah, and you see him just mind. kind of like uh, yeah like, which is something that in the first it. movie we see them like they're scared to ride the horses but i guess we don't really see him test it mm-hmm. yeah so um we get back to the town, mm-hmm. and the whole town. <laughs> Hiram's gonna leave. He's ready to leave. Hiram's like, "Fuck it." Well, we we found out that Hiram is actually not rich. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. that he is poor, and everything that he has to him, which I think is kind of a bold story move. And well, wasn't he just waiting for a bank transfer? No, he says that, but it's crap. Oh, okay. Really, all he's got is the cufflinks, the watch. And the no, watch his, his basically his father cut him out. Right, right. Uh, so, like, the mine is the only thing that he has, and then he's willing to not – he doesn't want to risk his life for the money. He's like, you know what? Like, I'm I, – I have wealth. I'm of wealth. I can go back to Philly. I can make something – you guys, I don't give a shit. Go, go. Yeah, and he already paid Blackhand Kelly the cufflinks and the coin. And mm-hmm. so he's got nothing now because it's inside the Graboid, uh, sensibly. Yep. And so he's got nothing but the watch at this point. Yep. And so he decides to leave. And he's like, I'm going to sell the mine, you know, before anybody finds out what happened. And well, didn't, he, didn't he give up the mine to stay at the hotel or something? No. Well, he, this is like what basically what happens yeah. is, is Christine says like, you know, you have to settle your bill with me. You haven't paid. And he's like, I want the mine. And he's like, well, you can't have the mine because I'm going to go sell it. And, they're, <laughs> and the whole town voted, much like the whole town voted against <laughs> Melvin in uh, the yep. last film. The whole town votes and they're like, if you leave and don't give us the mine, we're going to, you know, telegraph <laughs> to <laughs> everyone. Well, telegraph, we're going <laughs> to yeah. say that this mine's uninhabitable. Yeah, like you monsters, yep. you know, yep. all this crazy Don't stuff. buy it. Yep. So he just takes off anyway. He's like, fine, take the mine. And he leaves. Yep. And uh, you, you beg him not to leave, uh, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> With his bicycle as well. Yeah. yeah that was, um, no, he just wanted his hot bath. That's <laughs> right. You That's can't right. stop a man from taking a hot bath. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> um, and so, so he heads up to Carson City, and uh, it turns out that the Graboids clear the valley. They thought that they were relatively yeah. safe in the town. Because uh, there was a rock floor or mm-hmm. something. And uh, Hiram is up in Carson City. Uh, he magically transported up there. I will, <laughs> I will stress. Um, and and he, like, the, the telegraph operator is like, oh, like these fucking loonies. Like, look at these dumb dumbs talking about monsters. And he, he sees it and he's like, oh, shit. Like, they're going to die. I need to do something. <laughs> yeah. So he buys a bunch of guns. So he <laughs> gives them to his blood. He yeah. gives them to his right. <laughs> yep. He sells that watch and he <clears throat> uses the, all the money. He comes back. We get the classic tremors. Let's hand everybody a gun. Yes. Yep. Yep. He suddenly knows everything about guns. He's like, this one has an impressive rate of fire. Yeah. And all this, like, this is the MK-45. No, yeah, every single person it's called, gets a yeah. gun and they come up with this. Big plan. They're going to make noise. They're going to lure the Graboids, and then they're going to kill them with the big cannon thing. <laughs> yeah. So the cannon thing is uh, it's, a, it's a punt gun. 
is what it's called, which ah. is actually a real gun. I was like, is it real? Because yeah. it just looked like... It is real. So a punt is like a, a dinghy boat that you put on a lake. And a punt gun is something that you mount on the deck of this boat. And you basically send your dog out and make a bunch of noise. And a whole flock of ducks will fly up. And then you fire this gun once. And uh. there's so much buckshot that it can kill an entire flock of ducks. Jeez. Aww. I mean, yay! It did, just, yeah. It just did, it did just look like a fake giant shot, right? And it, but it is a hundred percent real. That's okay. crazy. Yeah. Oh All my right. god. Um, Hiram misses the first time Crabway comes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I did like too how um, Lou the Chang the mom she. Uh, Puts like all these can, um, like can makes beans, these can, can trees. She, yeah. she, takes, she takes the Grady approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did like your line, Sam, again, where she's like, "Hurry up, give me the more cans." He's like, "I'm eating as fast as, as, as I, I can." Yeah, you know, I actually had a mouthful of beans in my mouth. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and That's I great. really was trying to eat as fast <laughs> as I could. It's so funny. Like it's kind of. A, a little bit funny, like that immigrant or Asian mindset of like, well, we're not going to waste this food, <laughs> right, even though exactly. we need the cans. Like, you better eat the beans. Right. You know? like, yeah, right. It's like, I'm not hungry. I just ate beans. You know? like, so that's the, the, that was great. <laughs> and very clever. For yeah, him. indeed. Uh, so then we get the big old set piece of the big battle at the end. So uh, Bert kills one, right? Mm-hmm. With the, uh, he finally he shoots one of them with, with the, the punt gun. gun. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I was going to ask you, Sam, what was it like being in that scene with all of the graboid, like puppet special effects uh, things happening? Like, how, what was it hard to like keep acting scared, even though it was like you could see all the dudes like controlling <laughs> yeah. it or whatever? Um, yeah, <laughs> I guess in between takes, it was more. I was, you know, really, uh, you know, uh, it was really awesome to see. Um, when, when, when it it came time to shoot, it was, it wasn't too hard to keep my focus. Um, those, those tongues were, they actually had those tongues coming out at us. Um, what the shot where they wrap around my arm, that was a reverse shot. So that makes sense. So that was the way they did it. They had it creep up and then they had, had me wrap around and then pretend to reverse it (laughs) as they pulled it away. Um, when we did that scene, that was, I, I guess, I think I was really into the moment and trying to make it work because yeah. that was, you know, as, as, as far as my whole time there, that was the most exciting, you know, move, <laughs> yeah. movement that I got to do. So I think yeah, all that was just exciting and just really, really good experience. That's awesome. No, I keep going back to saying that this was such a great experience and I, you know, I never really said that out loud like, you know, <laughs> i was always a little you know yeah i was in the fourth one i, I don't think you know which one that is <laughs> right. you know but you know now you know talking about it I, I realized how much fun i had being on that set and working with those guys well it's something that we talked about with steve and we kind of wrapped up the interview with but like there's some there's amount of love in these movies and and care mm-hmm. in terms of this universe and that they're really thinking about things and and they care about the characters and it's it's not we have not done on this podcast talked about a fourth movie in a series where the original people are so involved and caring in terms of playing by the rules that they established and and still making you know it's not bringing some other character back just to exploit them for their popularity like everybody in the movie 
is written as a character. It's written as a good as as a script that you would turn in, even if it was the first movie in a franchise. Uh, and there's something special about these movies, and I think that's why there's fucking six of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did like, too, in this big last battle scene, we get yet another really creative way to kill one of the Graboids, uh, Tacopa, the Native American It's like, have we even mentioned Tacopa yet? Yeah, so he... He's great. Yeah. <laughs> so Christine Lord has a a friend. Friend. Uh, where Hiram confuses confuses him as like your man. She's yeah. like she's not my man. He's my friend. He's a Native American. He's Tacopa. And earlier on in the movie, he is digging a flagpole. Yeah. And Christine's like, "What are you like? What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm I'm digging a flagpole for the Nevada State flag." <laughs> and she's like, "There's no Nevada State flag." Which Nevada became a state in 1864. It's 1889. She just said they hadn't adopted a flag yet. I think that (laughs) maybe it takes a long time. I think that the flag was around. Uh, But I don't know. But but I was just like, yeah, (laughs) battle born, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, dig that flagpole. Um, and but and it's I just, just a throwaway because he's just no, like, oh it's, yeah, I'm building it's a absolutely yeah, yeah, you're like, what was that but, for? But it's <laughs> absolutely a true thing of like people mm-hmm. like like Nevada statehood. If you don't know anything about it, I could do an entire podcast about it. Uh, okay, but, but don't. <laughs> basically, <laughs> nobody basically, cares. Basically, all you need to know <laughs> is that it was a uh, uh, civil war, Union state. Uh, they needed a. It was it was about the silver. It was about Abraham Lincoln. Uh, and it was about votes in the Senate. Uh, so there was a lot of state pride uh, for Nevada. We had no business becoming a state. We did not meet any of the requirements. <laughs> None of them. Um, it was it was all political. But because of that, there was everyone who was there in settlers where, where it had a lot of pride. So the fact that he was digging a flagpole <laughs> was awesome. And then the fact that he used that flagpole to then kill a graboid <laughs> is maybe my favorite movie moment ever. <laughs> It was great. So at was some really point, great. Juan is pulled up on the telephone pole, much like a throwback to that first, uh, the first death we ever saw in the first uh, Tremors movie. And the fla- the graboid is pulling the flagpole, or sorry, the telephone pole lower and lower, and Juan's on there. And so Tacopa. Fun fact about the flag, the the uh, telephone, telephone pole, pole thing. Uh, telegraph. <laughs> telegraph pole. Oh yeah. Telegraph uh, pole. What am I even saying? Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, it's 1889. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> SS Wilson said uh, on the Blu-ray that like that was something that they've been trying to get in for like multiple movies. And he's yeah, like, it showed up in the script like two times before they yeah. finally got to do it. Well, old Fred, I, <laughs> old I hate Fred. you because you were talking about it before, and I wanted to say old Greg. Um, <laughs> his name should be old Fred. Name is Fred, old Fred. Uh, no, but from the first movie of, of being stuck on the the power line, I yeah. feel like that was a very good callback, and they mm-hmm. wanted to telephone pole. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So Tacopa takes his really long uh, saw and sticks it down the flagpole hole. It's like that. It's like it. that two man saw yeah, thing yeah, yeah, that you yeah. see that cut that cuts down like yeah, red. He hits it to make a bunch of noise and almost unintentionally because I don't think he had this plan. The graboid goes for the saw instead and just impales itself on the saw, which is a throwback to the first movie when it kills itself in the concrete barrier. Kind of, yeah. But I think with a saw is really more cool. awesome, and it yeah. has a great shot of like the goop and gore oozing up from the sand. Yeah. I had not seen and I loved it. I liked it a lot. So that was another creative way to kill a graboid. That is my favorite way to kill a graboid with Nevada State Pride. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great, great. Um 
Okay, so I mean, they win. They kill them all. Yeah, the last the last one, they uh, oh, the steam engine, steam engine. They trick it to coming to the surface and then attach like a hook to it uh, and pull it with the steam engine all the way until it explodes against the steam engine. And this is the most gory death we get to see. And I love that every Tremors movie has an explosive, yeah. gory nonsense. And moment. the gore explodes on everyone, just yep. like it has to. It, it has, has to. to. It has to. What is? Do you know what that material is? It always looks like pumpkins to it, me. It was a. It was a bunch of. I think they put a bunch of things into a bucket and mixed it. But it was. It was mainly a bunch of gel and silicone, just like you yeah. know, the graboid skin, uh, just chunks of it. And they had us all, you know, behind the camera, literally take handfuls with gloves. <laughs> When they, yelled, when they yelled action, we would just literally toss handfuls of that's, awesome. That's that's so that is so fun that you got to do that. It was really, really fun. It feels like that all these movies are just so collaborative and so much of just no ego of just like, hey guys, like we're making something that we care about. Like we're all here, like doing the same thing. Let's just make it and make it great. Yeah, and I think that really. It comes through in every frame of all of these movies, and the fact that, that that is not surprising to me that they're like, hey, <laughs> like, hey, this crazy gore scene, like, everybody take a handful, let's throw it. Like, <laughs> That's but so my cool. main question is, what did it smell like? It was not bad smelling at all. It was, it was, it smelled like, uh, I guess, plastic. Okay. What, what the vinyl, <laughs> what the what the material that uh, uh, the graboid skin was made out uh-huh. of. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would assume it's silicone, but yeah, it, yeah. it just, just smelled. Yeah, it wasn't foul. That's so funny. We kind of skipped over a little bit. Another one of your really big scenes of the collapse of the market on top of you. I didn't know okay. if there's anything you wanted to mention about that. Um, that was, I guess, the most. Um, of course, I wasn't in there at the time. Yes. Again, you know, it was exciting. You know, anything, anything in the movie, any parts of the movie where I was able to run or scream, I think, you, I think it showed. You know, in the final product, you know, how excited I was when I, you know, when I did these scenes. Um, when that house dropped, I was, you know, I was same. I was excited. I was excited to see how that that market would actually drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I was on set that day when they dropped it, and it was so awesome. Um, it was, you know, super safe, super awesome, super fun. You know, after they had it go down, they had me climb into the little tent and, you know, Mm -hmm. cut my way out. Um, yeah, it was just so much fun. Everything now that I think about it. Yeah. So you talked about how you were already like into martial arts and that's how you got into acting. But did your experience of being on set for this film and seeing all the special effects and the stunt work, like how did that influence uh, you know what you're doing now, and how why you wanted to go into that world further. Um, you know, uh, as I <clears throat> excuse me, uh, when we finished Tremors, I was really motivated to continue and hone in on my skills uh, for for acting. Um, as I got kind of to the high school level, mm-hmm. I was supposed to, you know, I was getting into more serious dialogue. And that was, you know, uh, more serious roles. But my face, I was still 10 years old. I was mm-hmm. still 8 years old. <laughs> so it was really hard for me to get parts that were, you know, more serious or um, parts that, you know, would further my career a little mm-hmm. more. Um, I kind of faded away from acting, you know, started focusing on school. Um, I went to UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, I came back and I had still been doing martial arts this whole time. 
um, my love of martial arts, I guess, kept me in the Hollywood business. I was, you know, even though I wasn't going out for auditions as much anymore during that time, I was still going and training and practicing mm -hmm. my martial arts, my physical skills. Um, you know, and throughout college, I was always looking up to my coach, you know, stunt woman, superwoman, you know, I wanted to be her, I wanted to follow her. So, you know, the first chance I got, every chance I got, you know, I would ask her, Coach Ming, I'm ready, take me <laughs> in, let's do stunts, I can, you know, I can perform. Um, you know, and I asked her a couple times when, when I was still in school, and she was, you know, she was saying, you Hollywood will always be here for you. Uh -huh. <laughs> Finish your school. You've Aww. got a year left, <laughs> what, two years left. That's you great. Know? Yeah, I'm very thankful for that, you know. But after school, I, you know, came back in, you know, started networking and put myself out there and then started, you know, establishing myself as a stuntman. Um, haven't looked back since. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, I enjoy the physical performing part mm -hmm. of it, you know. Uh, do you want to talk at all about like what some of your favorite roles have been uh, since Tremors? Um, acting wise, I, I would I would say Tremors was probably my favorite because I, I was so involved um, mm -hmm. in that film, mm -hmm. you know, and it was such an experience, you know, where I, I was able to learn. I was able to have fun. I was able to, you know, really hone in on my craft. Um, after that, you know, I, I was just i was mainly doing you know national commercials stuff for you know young kids look type mm -hmm. of type of uh gigs um when i came into stunts you know i basically wanted to stay in the business but you know try to find another direction see mm -hmm. what else i could do um in the business so you know with my foot halfway in the door I decided to try to you know try out stunts <laughs> um yeah, navigating Hollywood wasn't the easiest, you know, during during that time. But now, you know, as I, you know, as I learn more, I'm becoming more involved, and mm -hmm. you know, just excited to see where this takes me. Yeah, Absolutely, wonderful. So, uh, do we want to wrap up the movie? I had one other question. Oh, go for it. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if you've uh, seen these or not, but on the um, on the Blu-ray, there's a bunch of deleted scenes, and I noticed that you're in a lot of them. So what's that about? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I, I have probably watched the deleted scenes before. I don't recall um, any of them. Is there any of them that you... Yeah, there's... Uh, well, I, I wanted to bring it up as a joke, but also <laughs> as, <Right. laughs> uh, just to say that like, there's actually some... Uh, some of the scenes that got deleted are some great scenes, some extra scenes between you and Bert that like add to that relationship even more. So if, if anyone out there has the Blu-ray or DVD, or I don't know if you can search them up on YouTube, maybe even there's one where you're like, uh, not Bert, sorry. Hiram is like unpacking his clothes and you're like making fun of the clothes that he wears. Oh, right. The ruffled t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. The puffy shirt. And right, there's, a right, whole right, scene, right. there's a whole scene where he, with him taking a shower underneath the, uh, right, I underneath do the water that. tower that you're like making fun of that. Yes. Too. Yes. There's lots of great scenes that like, I was like, Oh, I can't believe they cut these out. Like you're, there's another great like dynamic between you guys. And I thought, yeah, was I think, I mean, I think uh, we shot a lot of great things. Um, I think the final product came out close to two hours, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so it was, it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff to put in there already. So, um, you know, as long as they got the message across, you know, that you know, <laughs> a little, a little Fu Yen could yeah. teach Hiram a, a lesson or two. <laughs> definitely did. Definitely did. <laughs> Uh, one other question kind of about Tremors is have you had any uh, interaction over the years with like the really intense fan base? Have you run into anybody or done any events or anything? 
You know what? I have not. I have been approached um, for another interview a couple years ago. And, um, you know, at the time I, I was still in school, so oh, I, I okay. didn't really, I wasn't really involved and I didn't, I don't, I don't know if I responded and said no, or if I didn't respond, <laughs> if I didn't and you're listening, I'm so sorry. I was busy with business. Sam Lee never <laughs> 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 Oh, great. Well, we get to, uh. To reintroduce you to the fan base, then I'm yeah. excited for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I think that that is gonna bring us to the end of our yeah. discussion for this episode. What uh, you know, what we like to do on these episodes, Sam, is give uh, each movie a, a rating, mm-hmm. and you can totally opt out if you want. It's totally fine. <laughs> or you can be biased. We don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but let's say, how many uh, out of ten dirt dragons would you give this movie? Oh, I'm gonna give geez. it. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'll, no. I'll, please I'll, go first. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go. Please, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it eight dirt dragons. Oh, okay. I was also gonna say eight dirt dragons. This is like, this almost maybe beats the original for me. I liked it so much. Oh wow, wow. That's I really cool. did. It was incredibly fun. I'm gonna yeah. stay with seven, which is kind of like what I rated the original. Like, yep. Again, I'm just like surprised and like in a great way that these movies are still great. Yeah, I'm having yeah, fun with fantastic. them. They're charming. They're funny. Uh, they're inventive. I, I think it's great. Yep. Sam, um, I, th- I I I would agree with you guys. I'm about at a seven or eight, but you know, uh, now this was considering you know not watching it for a while. Sure. But I think after coming back to it, uh, you know, recently, you know, I realized how much personal, how much fun I had, mm-hmm. uh, you <laughs> know, and what a personal experience it was. You know, it's still one of the biggest, you know, most involved uh, experiences on set for me, you know, uh, in terms of working. So, you know, on those lines, I'd give it a 10 for experience. That's great. And for your performance, I'll give you 10 pieces of cake. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, make, sure, make sure it's gingerbread. Gingerbread right. cake. Yeah. Right. Make gingerbread sure it's gingerbread. Cake. All right. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yes. Uh, if you want to listen to more episodes, you can find us at SequelRights.com. And we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SequelRights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We truly appreciate it. And Sam, thank you so much for being here. Is there anywhere that people can uh, reach out to you, keep keep in touch with you? Are there any projects you're working on that you want to, um, uh, you know? I've been working on a couple projects, but, you know, um, that's all on my uh, my IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, I, I, I've been told to start my Instagram. <laughs> I, my yeah. Facebook is just, you know, my personal, uh, yeah. my personal posts. So, um Apologies if I don't accept um, anyone on Facebook, but you know, watch out for my Instagram. It's uh, yes, it'll it's, come. We'll be I'll, it's, I'll be it's happening. Pictures, and we'll link the IMDb. On yeah, to yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The site there. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it was fantastic. You're here for uh, the end of an era for Tremors. Here, yes. Tremors four. Uh, next week we're moving into. Uh, we're we're jumping ahead several years. From, we go from 2004 to 2015 for Tremors Five Bloodlines, awesome. uh, and uh, this is the one that Elis has seen. This right? is my introduction to the Tremors franchise that I happened to watch with my friend when we were desperate for something to watch on Netflix while doing a jigsaw puzzle. So don't spoil it <laughs> for don't us. Spoil it. I will not spoil it. I will not give a prediction. But what do you guys think is going to happen? I think that we're going to feel the absence of Stampede Entertainment. 
Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's something that we know going in now. Um, but I feel like that uh, Michael Gross will probably still shine. Bloodlines, yeah. There must be some sort of connection. Are we going to get to see another uh, incarnation of Bert? Bort. Gummer. <laughs> Bort. <laughs> Bort Gummer. <laughs> he eats guns. I don't know. He loves them so much he eats them. Yeah. That's his, his uh, thing. Well, <laughs> we will find out next week. Yes, we will. See yeah. you then. And see thanks that. again, Sam. Yep. Thank Bye. you. Bye.